0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This ride is just insane! Whoa! We're going to go 165 feet in the air. We're going to drop down 180 feet at like an 85 degree angle. You ready? I hate you. I hate, you. I hate this you. I hate you. And now we're going into an Emelman Maneuver! <laughs> <laughs> you line. say uh, an I mean? don't know, an Emelman? An Emelman Maneuver.
1: I had that last week, actually.
0: Coast in the Country. With Marcus Leshock. From WGN TV Studios in Chicago. This is coast in the country. I am Marcus Leshock. Welcome to episode 13 of the podcast. Yes, this is where we run down everything that's happening in the theme park world, tell you about all the great places you can travel to across the country and just have some good old fashioned family fun. And you know what? We are back. We are back after taking some much needed time off. There was a lot happening here at WGN uh, over the last two months that kept me away from the show, but uh, I'm glad, I'm really glad to be back with you. And you know what? I am, uh, the thing that I love the most after being gone, it's been two months, I think. Jeez, it was uh, September that, uh, or no, it was August the last time I taped a podcast. So it's been... It's been a little while, and the thing that um, I love the most being off was the comments that I got from so many of you that were like, where's the podcast? People were sending me screenshots of the podcast page showing, circling the date of the last episode, just like little subtle, like, hey, dude, uh, you're not doing the work that we expect you to do. Uh, but I, you know, it was really flattering to me and it made me feel really good because I'm going to tell you, and I think I've said this before, but I'm doing all this myself. So WGN was awesome to set up this room with this mixer. Um, I've got an iPad here. I've got a computer and I've got microphones. They hooked up a phone system for me, like, and for other people that are doing podcasts here, but so I can come in here and I can create this thing, but doing it yourself you know it's a lot of work and then you put it together and you wonder I do it because I love it but then you wonder is anybody actually processing and listening to this and then to find out that people are to the point where they noticed when it was gone was really cool so I really uh, appreciate that but you know a lot's happened over the last couple of months since I've been uh, here on the podcast we've been talking about it on TV of course a lot of the theme park news and everything else but yeah so much happening and we're just gonna dive right into it today because I've got a really special guest on the show today. He's one of my favorite people in the theme park business. I've gotten to know uh, my friend Tim Baldwin pretty well over the last... Gosh, 10 years since I've been doing this, but I mean, I can't remember exactly when we met, but um, he is one of the people that I always go to when I need to know something about uh, theme parks or or the business. If If you're not familiar with Tim, he is on the editorial staff of a publication called Amusement Today. Amusement Today is a theme park industry publication. So they write about all the things that are happening in the theme park business and people in the theme park business who work for parks, run parks. They love this magazine. Like This is written kind of for them to keep up on what's going on in their industry and what all the other parks are doing. But he's also a member of the American Coaster Enthusiasts, and he helps put together and edit Roller Coaster Magazine. So if you are a member of Ace, you know all about Roller Coaster Magazine. You get it in the mail periodically. And I talked to him about that a little bit, and I'm just going to tell you I absolutely love that magazine. And since I joined Ace this year, it's my first time being in Ace. um, Getting that magazine has been completely worth the membership cost alone. Forget all the other perks and stuff you get, but uh, the magazine's phenomenal. It's a really great magazine. I've even caught my son, uh, who's six years old, soon to be seven. I've caught him with, you know, issues sitting on the couch looking, not just looking at the pictures. He's actually reading and asking me questions about uh, some of these places and if we can go there and that kind of thing. So it's been really cool. But uh, I really wanted Tim on this week, not just to talk about the industry, but because if you've been paying attention, he actually had access to SNS. SNS is a roller coaster manufacturer, they've made all kinds of rides. Uh, if you're listening to this in the Chicago area, they're the company that designed. Um uh, Max Force at Six Flags Great America is their roller coaster. Also, Joker, the Free Fly, their Free Fly Spin Coaster, is also an SNS coaster. So they have come up with these really creative air launch systems and different kinds of flipping coasters. And they have this new concept. It's called an Axis coaster. And they invited Tim out with Amusement Today to come out and ride this thing. Now, if you're listening to this, uh, you're really going to need to see video of this thing before I talk to Tim here in a second. So what, what I want you to do is I want you to go to the WGN News YouTube channel. And if you go in that section, there's a section there on the page called Coasts in the Country. It's a playlist where it's got all of my coverage of, uh, that I do on WGN TV of theme parks, but also it's got videos relating to my podcast. So I'm going to put together a video of my interview with Tim and show you some of the video that Tim shot. They also put it on amusement today's YouTube channel and I'll tell you where to find all that. But, um, yeah, so if you just go to the WGN news page on YouTube, you'll be able to see that video and to, to see what we're talking about. Cause it's a really interesting concept where, You're sort of traveling along this track, and then you can, as the the car moves around, it actually flips horizontally. So instead of thinking of flipping forward head over heels or backwards head over heels like you do on uh, a free fly coaster like Joker or like Batman the Ride down at Fiesta, Texas... Um, or the Joker at Great Adventure. I think that's called Joker there. But, you know, if you've been on one of these, they're they're all kind of the same. But that you flip head over heels, forward and backwards. With this new concept, you flip sideways as you're going forward. So, like, if you're going on an airplane, you, you do a barrel roll, you know, kind of like that. Um, but I, I asked him to describe it further because um, he's the one who's been on it and I have a hard time explaining it. So I, I asked him, I really wanted to get him on just to talk to him about this thing because I thought it looked really intriguing. People seem to be really intrigued by it. And just to get his thoughts on what he thought of riding it and then everything that's going on with the Amusement Today and the big IAPA convention that's coming up later this month in Orlando. So let's go ahead and uh, throw it to Tim, my interview with him, and then uh, we'll follow back with you after that. I assume everybody listening to this probably knows what SNS is, but I, for the people that don't, maybe just the casual theme park people, when they hear like SNS, what is SNS? How would you describe what they do?
1: Well, you know, that's really funny because people who are very into parks love talking about all the companies, you know, and everything. And you're right, the average person doesn't know one coaster maker from another. They probably think. The one person makes all those. Uh, S&S is a company out of Utah, and they've made uh, kind of an array of rides, but they've really made a name for themselves because they've been around for only a quarter century, which in the manufacturing business is not necessarily that long, but they took off uh, with their tower rides. And um, if any of the listeners have been over to Cedar Point, they'll know Power Tower, the the rides that blow you up and blast you down. And that became their, their really big seller back in the nineties and then they have since ventured into um kind of big, large flat rides and uh cool new coasters.
0: Yeah, and that, that launch technology on the powers is like the similar that's the similar air launch technology you would find on something like Max Force at Great America, right?
1: That is. That's exactly right. Uh, they, they've used compressed air in different ways. They have big, giant swing rights, too, that you're just sitting there on a big arm and suddenly, whoosh, you're blown out there, and you're going beyond uh, 90 degrees uh, in a real short time. So. Uh, they've gotten really creative with compressed air.
0: So what is it like for you when you go out to the manufacturer's place, you know, where where all this stuff is being dreamed up? It's got to be, as somebody who writes for Amusement Today, Roller Coaster Magazine, Ace, you know, I don't know how many roller coasters you've been on. I know it's been hundreds and hundreds, but it's still got to be cool to go to a place sort of where it all begins, Right.
1: It is. Uh, You know, it's a unique opportunity. A lot of people probably think you go there and, oh, it's like Disney World or something, and it's really not. It's probably more akin to going to an auto shop or something like that. It's partially a production line and then partially, you know, pieces and parts stored because as you own one of these big, huge attractions, obviously like any machine, your car or anything else, you have to replace parts. So they have those categorized and around. So it, it's kind of the behind-the-scenes details that's very interesting to me. But I, I wouldn't want to convey that, oh, it's so magical. You know, it, it's not themed. It's not a, a whimsical atmosphere. It's very much a production atmosphere. But I like that. It, it's cool. And I'm always impressed. I've been to 3 uh I've been to Larson International in Texas. I've been to Mock Rides in Germany. And, and I've been out to s s in Utah. And they're so clean. Uh, I'm so surprised for some for a place that is just manufacturing pieces and rides and things. You you just wouldn't expect it to have this cleanliness. But but I think they all believe that that's a, a you know if you're in a efficient clean atmosphere that sets the the stage. Your mindset is to develop a quality product because you're in a quality uh, environment.
0: So you're out there. They invite you out to ride this Axis concept, and sort of explain for people who don't know too. If you've been to Six Flags Great America, which is my home park here in Chicago, uh, you've been on the Joker, that free fly coaster where you're flipping head over heels. That's an SNS ride, and yeah. so they're kind of continuing with that with this new thing. But you're flipping in a different direction. So how would you describe? For people who haven't seen the video, which they should go to your amusement today YouTube channel and check it out. But yes. how explain how this what this thing does as it's going along the track there.
1: You know, and anyone who's taken a test ride on this, even the people at S and S are finding it <clears throat> somewhat of a challenge to describe how this ride is different. And it is. It is so different. Um the forty free spins, which you know as the joker, and I have one at my local Six Flags Park here too, uh, you flip somersault-like, you know, head over heels that way. But uh, with Axis, imagine there is a swivel uh, behind the backs of you and your your riding partner. So you're swinging left to right, not back and forward like a playground swing. But, again, it's very hard to describe. Imagine a tire swing hanging from a big tree branch and you're not swinging forward and backward you're swinging left to right and you can swing really big and when the track darts in different directions suddenly you swing so far one direction that you actually do a flip sideways and and it's it's just awesome it is such a fantastic ride i was you know i had seen the a, a video of the test track just 24, 48 hours before I was actually flown out there and and to ride the thing. And I had no idea. It would be so smooth, so comfortable, and so original. You know, everyone comes up with new ideas. And usually it's kind of a twist on the same old thing. But this is so far beyond. It's not 2.0. It's like 5.0, 10.0. It's just amazing.
0: And was there any disorienting for you? Like when you, because the ride launches, right? And, and I know the prototype you were on, there was a launch, right? An air launch. And then you go into that first sort of up in the air in that turn. And that seems to be where the ride wants to flip. And so that's where you sort of do that flip there. Was there any like dizziness or like why I'm, I came out of that flip and didn't know what direction I'm in, where I'm going, or did you feel smooth and good the whole time?
1: Uh, I, I was not disoriented at all. It's it's very it's very fluid and natural. It's not like you're being forced so much, but you're just it, it's very much a soaring feeling, kind of like a daredevil pilot in a way. But it it is. It's very smooth. It's very comfortable. Now I will tell you, full disclosure, mm-hmm. that the prototype track was only you know. Several hundred feet, but it was not long by any means, but its point was not to build an entire ride, but to make sure their maneuvers and their calculations and everything worked correctly, and they do. So, um, you know, it was not super long, but I still feel, but as soon as we stopped, I immediately wanted more. I thought, oh, you know, it's not like, oh, let me out this thing. It was like, man, I wish this was like five times as long. This is awesome. However, on that little uh, oval track, they didn't have a braking system in place, so we would go, and then we would roll back, and then we would go a little bit more and roll back. I'm not a big backward fan, so um, <laughs> a- again, I did not come off dizzy, but I did ride it four times, so uh there was no apprehension about doing it over and over, but had it not had that little backwards kind of slowdown, I think I would have ridden it a- as long as they would have kept shooting me off.
0: So you won't be riding Baxis, the backwards axis that's coming to <laughs> your local Six Flags Park. I do everything park. once,
1: but uh, <laughs> I don't think they need to go for that gimmick. No. Nah. Uh, you know, a backward thing is kind of, you know, just a, a diverse product that you can add to your park. But when you have something fantastic, there's no reason to go backward necessarily. Yeah. Uh, and this is fantastic. But, but, you know, you talk about... Uh, it was a joke. Would they do that backwards and everything? But there's no uh, need to even duplicate anything on this, which is why I love it, because the track can go around and it can snake. And in fact, the more it curves and bends into each park's particular profile and real estate, that's what's going to make it a signature ride. It's going to make it one of a kind. There's no reason to just duplicate. A, a production model on this, and and I love unique signature rides because that's what really makes a park and makes people want to come to it is, you know, something they can only do there, and access will be signature rides for any park that wants to buy one.
0: It's really funny. Just before your video posted and this came out, I was um, talking to somebody about all the different things that manufacturers are doing now, and I was like, I don't even know what they could do next like, just trying to, like, brainstorm, like, I feel like everything's been done, and then I saw your video, I'm like, wow, why didn't I think of that? Like, the, it, and then it got me thinking, they're probably thinking of not just S&S, but all these other manufacturers, they're probably thinking of a million other things uh, that are coming our way that we're not even dreaming about yet.
1: Well, and that's very, very true, and it, it's kind of funny, you're thinking that, and as a experienced coaster enthusiast. I've been on more than a thousand coasters. I think the same thing. It's just like, and part of me says they don't have to reinvent the wheel. Coasters are fine. Just build good ones. And good rides are always home runs. They really are. You don't have to necessarily do something different. But in this case, doing something different really pays off. I mean, they were really thinking outside the box and it's a fantastic new concept. So I'm glad anytime no matter what your job is, but with my hobby uh, and occupation as an amusement park person, I love it when the amusement industry is pushing themselves creatively. Cre- creatively, um, uh, I will say I saw a coaster over in um, in Europe this summer where they we were talking about backwards. So <clears throat> I would approach with some apprehension, but it was really a clever idea. Once you're seated in the car. You're uh, taken out to a launch track and then on to a turntable. And everyone votes on their little harness in front of them to whether to go through the whole coaster forward or backward. And you don't know until you're on that turntable what everyone's voted. So that's (laughs) kind of creative. As uh, as a fan who doesn't really want to go backward, uh, I would always want to go forward. But even someone who I know very well Shares my, the same apprehension of doing things backward. He said it was really good. You know, oh, that's good. so there are times that I have been surprised. Even there was a ride over at uh, Thorpe Park in England. It's very much like X Flight, a wing coaster from B and M, uh, where you sit outside the tracks. They had the two rows backward you know, turn around the other wow. way. And I thought, oh, that sounds terrible. And I wrote it and I thought, you know, that was kind of cool. So sometimes I'm taken surprise, by surprise, at something that's engineered so smoothly and done so well that it's not as disorienting as I would think.
0: So when you see a prototype like this, to me, when they're flying people like you out uh to to ride this thing that tells me that this is probably going to become a reality at some point do you do you agree that i'm sure you wrote it and, and loved it that some manufa- or some parks going to be if you're going out there the park people who run the parks are going out there and trying this thing out um do you predict that this will end up in a park somewhere at some point and when do you think that might happen
1: well i positively think it will because it's too good not to it's It's just really good. Um, You know, we're seeing, oh, they've made this. That's great. Well, obviously, everyone has their plans in place for 2020. You know, that's just less than two months from us now. So those decisions have been made, and there are things that you and I don't really think about in terms of, like, permitting, where you have to get all your permits in place, and then you look at your budgets. What are we financing uh, and projecting for this year? And those types of things that are truly not interesting but have to take place. Uh, 2021, maybe there's maybe a small chance because, again, this is a ride that they are testing now, the concepts, so to design a full layout and everything, that would have to start almost immediately right now for it to even begin the manufacturing process in the middle of the year. My prediction is 2022... If we don't see more than one, I'm going to be shocked because we have the IAPA Expo trade show coming up. Uh, I leave Friday for that. And all next week we have, um, I am one of close to 40,000 people at this trade show looking at new rides, looking at new food, looking at, uh, you know, dark ride systems, VR, all sorts of things in one place. So it is just a big shopping center for everything in the amusement industry, and I think access will definitely gain a lot of attention. Uh, I believe since they've built that test track and people such as uh, me and others have gone out to take test drives, buzz has developed. It is getting out there, so I hope they're very busy, and I hope they sell a lot of these so I can ride them all over the place.
0: Tell me what you're doing at... Uh amusement today tell me a little bit about um for people who don't read it because it's a trade magazine right so that's really for the people that are in the trades um it or is, in in the, the business, business but the yeah industry. so talk about talk and about a little bit of that what you guys do at amusement today
1: well uh we're just a trade publication we come out every month plus we have we actually have 14 issues a year we have one every month But uh, in September, we have a complete issue dedicated to the Golden Ticket Awards, which is – and I don't think it's a good analogy, but people sometimes term it as the Oscars of the amusement industry because there are several categories that are voted on, uh, most of by experienced enthusiasts. But this year, we added some categories for people who work in the business that they could vote on their things. And um, it's just fun it is people uh you know i'm a believer in positive reinforcement and that's what the golden ticket awards do they tell people when they're doing things right because because these are the favorites. people think these are the best of the best and it's just a great thing it's a good thing for the industry it's a good thing for for the fans to be able to voice their opinions hey you've done a good job here we are glad that we get to vote for you and so we have the golden ticket issue, and then this month we have our regular issue prior to the big expo uh, uh with some information that gets people ready for it. And then next week on the show floor, we uh distribute our biggest issue ever. Uh, for, during the trade show there. So there's 14 issues each year, but it, it just covers everything from safety to operations to brand-new rides to new attraction announcements to industry uh, people and profiles on them. We have a, a, a thing called Women of Influence. So it's women who have taken key roles in the industry. And Two-Minute Drill is a fun column where people let their hair down and answer Personal questions. So there's just all sorts of information and in amusement today, and I think people in the industry enjoy catching up what's going on in their very own business.
0: And uh, I've said this to you before, but I'm a I'm a new member of the American Coaster Enthusiasts, and I always and we welcome you. I know I'm glad to be in it, and I always kind of held off because my kids are real young. I can't go on a lot of the trips yet. Just it's hard to get away from work. So I'm like, oh, I'm not going to really join Ace because I can't go to any of the events. But I wish I would have joined a long time ago because when you join, you get this magazine, Roller Coaster Magazine, which comes in the mail. And I got to tell you, and I'm not just saying this, and I've said it to you before, but I'm not just saying it to you because I know you and I like you, and you're on the phone with me, (laughs) thankfully. Uh, But I – this magazine, if you're not an Ace person – it is a phenomenal magazine for any roller coaster fan because the detail and you write a lot of this stuff and I know you're an editor with the magazine and the detail that you guys go into on all these trips that you go on with Ace I feel like when I when I put down the magazine I have learned so much about some of these parks like little details about strategies and what to do when I'm there so when I do actually go to these parks I'll be uh prepared for that and so uh, I've been telling everybody since um, you know I started getting the magazine that why wow, this is a really great this is a great magazine.
1: Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so what's American it like working coaster on that? Enthus- say again.
0: What's it like working on that?
1: Oh, uh, Roller Coaster Magazine is a labor of love for me. It's uh, it's everything that's great about roller coasters and great about American coaster enthusiasts. When we started in 1978. Um, You know, there were several goals We wanted to establish kind of documentation and eventually a museum And then we want to educate people about what coasters are out there Because remember, in 1978, that was pre-internet There wasn't a lot of research done on amusement parks and roller coasters and everything So in the past four decades, Ace has really been at the forefront of researching these things And the magazine is a great place To put all this information, you have things that are brand new, of course. Right now I'm working on the Coasters of 2019 issue, and we have just put uh the last issue the fall issue has already gone to the printers and will go into mailboxes in the next week or two which uh the lead story is CoasterCon, the annual convention which was out in California this year so that's our cover story but we also have those opportunities to remember parks that have gone away i, I they in the Chicago area if your listeners are older than that they may remember a place called Riverview oh yeah uh, a couple years ago we we did an article on Riverview Park and You know, as that author was providing all the information and gathering up photos, I'm looking at that place. It just looks so amazing and, you know, never made it there, but sure wish I would. So it's great that people... If you have the knowledge of your past and can embrace that, then you're in a wonderful position to take things even better into the future. So, so the magazine is very great about historical stuff, new stuff, and and events. And we do, as you mentioned, international tours um, every two years. So it, it, even the folks that could not participate in the tour kind of get a sense of what the ACE members were experiencing, such as we did with last year's Japan tour. So um we hope the readers are loving it. I love putting it out.
0: Um, and I will tell you too, uh, speaking of Riverview, where I'm sitting right now recording this podcast at WGN TV Studios in Chicago, uh, Riverview was right around the corner from here. Like it was, wow. I mean, it was just steps away from where I'm sitting. And my mom used to go all the time with her dad, my grandfather, and their favorite ride was the Bob's, the roller coaster mm-hmm. there, which I'm sure you know all about. And she used to tell me stories oh, yeah, about how. Yeah,
1: that would be a big time travel coaster for me.
0: Right. And they would go down the drop, and he would have his his cigarettes and lighter in his shirt pocket and they would come up out of his pocket and you have to push them back down because the, because, (laughs) because the, you know, you're coming out of your seat so much and everything. So she remembered that as a kid and, you know, back then it wasn't please secure all your loose things. People just got on the ride back then. But, um, you know, that's one of those things where it's such a cool part of history, but it's so sad that it's gone. A lot of people in Chicago, I wish, you know, I, I, it was gone before my time, way before my time. You know, I wish it was here, but, you know, and I could have gone there. But, you know, just, I love hearing the history of it and everything else. It's really cool. But, hey, I, t- right. I want to I I give the you— the same
1: with Astroworld down in Houston. But there you go. Heavens, uh, I visited many times before it closed down.
0: So I want to give you the opportunity, Glad Tim, is uh, where can people, like, follow you? Where do you want uh, people to look for your, all your stuff?
1: Oh, well, i I'm not really— a uh, person. I'm not a, a Twitter person or anything, but I would like uh, people who are interested, you could go to amusementtoday.com uh, to look for business sides of things. They can actually see a lot of our articles online. If they went to goldenticketawards.com, they can see the 2019 results. If they're really a passionate fan, I totally encourage them to go to American Coaster enthusiast.org on that one and there's uh, all sorts of information our members get weekly news Uh, ACE News is online each week for our members and then um, obviously membership gets you the subscription to the magazine uh, which is quarterly and uh, you go to org, and you can sign up and become a member right there and before you know it, you will have friends all over the place you never knew or even out there. You go to events, you meet people. Uh, we have national events each year, which really bring people from all over. But each part of the country has their own regional chapter, so to speak. And there are regional events happening almost every week somewhere in the country. So there are lots of opportunities to not only go to other places and enjoy these parks, but to enjoy them with like-minded people and and really develop great friendships.
0: So once again, big thanks to Tim Baldwin for being on the podcast today. Uh, I love Tim. I've known Tim for quite a while, as I mentioned. I just saw Tim, actually. I was at Kennywood Park uh, doing some coverage. I rode Steel Curtain. We ran that on TV. But also, and this is going to be a future episode of the podcast, I was really there also to ride some of their older coasters, which were designed by a man named John Miller who invented some things, uh, some of the most important inventions when it comes to roller coasters. Roller coasters doing what they're able to do as far as going upside down, roller coasters going up lift hills, everything else. Came from this man named John Miller, who's actually from Homewood, Illinois. And in Homewood, Illinois, they do these field trips at the Homewood Science Center where kids learn all about roller coaster design and they get to build their own roller coasters. I went out there to do a story for WGN and then in addition to that, going to the Science Center, I also went to Kennywood to ride some of John Miller's coasters that they still have. Jackrabbit, for example, just wrapped up its 99th year. This wooden roller coaster, it is so fun, and it is 99 years old. And they have three pieces of John Miller history at Kennywood Park in Pittsburgh. So a piece of Homewood, Illinois, is down in Pittsburgh. So I'm going to have that story coming up soon. But I was, it was, I was able to be there at the same time that Tim happened to be there on a roller coaster trip with one of his friends. Uh, traveling across the country in north america going up to uh, canada's wonderland so it's really good to see him there and big thanks to him for coming on the podcast If you want to check out all of his stuff you go to amusementtoday.com. that's where the amusement today content lives and just roller coaster magazine with the american coaster enthusiasts if you're a member of the organization you get the magazine it's a great magazine as i mentioned i love it uh so yeah coming up on the podcast I'm going to be talking about Kennywood and Jackrabbit and all the cool stuff at the Homewood Science Center. That'll be really fun. And also, I've been teasing this forever. I apologize, but I've been putting this together. Ranking every single ride at Universal Orlando. I went there for the first time this summer. I've been thinking about this. I've been moving my rankings around all over the place, but we're going to put that together. That's going to be coming this month, too. Uh, hopefully, a good, great video component to that. And this is exciting. I'm going to ride rise of the resistance at walt disney world star wars galaxy's edge i will be there to ride it when it opens excited is an understatement to check out everything that ride is going to be that's going to be in early december december 5th is the opening day for that So look for all kinds of coverage of that thing when it opens, both on WGN TV and also on the podcast here and on the web and all my socials where you can follow me. I'm at Marcus Leshock on Twitter, on Facebook. I'm Marcus Leshock Instagram. I'm at Marcus Leshock. And yeah, so that's where you can see me. And once again, don't forget to subscribe to the WGN news YouTube channel. That's where you find all of our videos relating to this podcast and WGNTV.com slash Coastin is the quick short link where you can get all of my video coverage that we do on WGN. Thank you all for being patient with me, for being back here on the podcast. We've got so much fun stuff to do, and feel free to reach out with me with any questions or any ideas of things that you want to hear on this show. This is for you, this is for me, all of us who really love about the love diving in and learning all about theme parks all year long for now push down pull up on your lap bars i'm marcus leshock peace out